This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 14th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. In many ways, states and localities have turned their police into tax collectors. The nature of policing has been changed. So says Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform. He discussed the wages of turning cops into revenuers at the Cato Institute's conference on policing held earlier this month. I think it's very important that center-right folks uh, focus on the criminal justice issue. I know uh, I didn't. I spent an awful lot of time focused on those things the government uh, shouldn't be doing at all and saying, let's get them to do less of that and kind of ignored the list of things the government should do, punishing crime, keeping the Canadians on their side of the border, um, you know, the military strong enough to do that. Um, Assuming that the Pentagon was doing that all in a reasonable way and the prisons and the uh, courts were all being run, not like the Department of Motor Vehicles, but like McDonald's or um, Uber. Uh, And perhaps we were wrong in that assessment that we should not be surprised that when you put the government in charge of something, particularly when you hand them guns at the same time, that perhaps it's not being done for the consumer's benefit, uh, but rather for the government itself. And on the crime issue and, and the policing issue, uh, we've all seen uh, some of the uh, outrages of uh, five, six, th- they're not sure how many federal crimes exist, several hundred thousand uh, regulations that can be imposed on people, uh, the, and, and can send you to prison if you violate them, with or without any intent, uh, and the tremendous costs that have come from prisons. But recently, there's been this discussion, but what about the police? Uh, and uh, as we looked at Ferguson, the government's own write-up on what happened in Ferguson, and this happens in other states, is why are the police unpopular? Why is there this antipathy? Um, I was always told, you know, if you have a problem, go talk to the nice policeman. Uh, They've turned the police in a lot of cities into tax collectors, and um, the story of Ferguson, it's not just the Obama administration's take on this, the the fix that was passed in state law in Missouri was to limit the percentage of a city or township's uh, budget that could be gotten from uh, taxation through fines uh, and going, uh, stopping people. The the internal emails uh, that they have in Ferguson where the Department of Finance is sending letters to the police chief explaining how to police uh, to maximize revenue. They're not saying there are more crimes on this street. They're saying there's more cash to be made. Uh, once it, in 2013 alone, the court ordered 9,000 warrants. This is a city of um, 21,000 people. 9,000 warrants in 2013 to go after people who hadn't paid parking tickets or infractions. Uh, when they look at the infractions, once they've stopped your car, they're getting two, three, four, in some case, one case, 14 citations. You know, your, your back taillights out, this, this, that, and the other uh, problem. Every one of these costs money. And if you don't pay the ticket in a timely manner, they put you in jail. Now, I always thought, well, in Europe, you know, in the 1500s or something, they had debtor's prisons. We don't do that here unless you owe the money to the city, and then they do. 
the collection mechanisms are they, among other things, in Missouri, but also in California. And the number I have here uh, comes from the Ferguson report, but it says that in California, 4 million people, that's 17% of adult Californians, 4 million people have their licenses suspended for failure to appear in court or to pay outstanding fines and fees. 17% of people are either not driving at all, I don't know how they're getting to work, um, or they're driving illegally uh, in California. Similar challenges in Missouri. These are state laws, not the city uh, fine laws, but the state laws to help enforce. Now, if every time you see a policeman, he's, your first thought is he's going to give me a ticket, he's going to fine me, he's going to hit me with hundreds of dollars in fines. In California, they tack on these environmental fees on top of the fines because they don't look like taxes. They think if you don't call them um, taxes, you call them fees. So that these things run up into hundreds of dollars. I mean, I remember when a parking ticket was 25 bucks. Um, but now, it also slightly irritated me that, you know, your taillight's out. And how would I know that? <laughs> the only time I ever notice my taillight's out is when a policeman points this out. Um, I don't go and check, and I don't know how many uh, people do. But when you've turned the police into tax collectors, we shouldn't be surprised that they become unpopular, that you have the sort of challenges there. The law they passed in Missouri was to put a cap on how much money a city could collect of its general revenue. They put it at 20%. That tells you that a lot of places, it's higher than 20 or 20 would not have been a necessary law. Uh, looking at Ferguson itself, their general fund budget 2010 was $11 million. 1.4 million came in tickets. Today, this last year, the budget was 13 million. 3 million came from tickets and fines. This is a huge percentage. The finance director wrote a letter to Chief Jackson, the finance director of the city, writing a letter to the police chief. Unless ticket writing ramps up significantly before the end of the year, it will be hard to significantly raise collections next year. What are your thoughts? Question mark. Given that we're looking at a substantial sales tax shortfall, it's not an insignificant issue. They said, we should also be looking at different shift schedules, which will place more officers on the street. Oh, good, fighting crime. No, which in turn will increase traffic enforcement dollars per shift. So the head of their IRS is directing the police in Ferguson who, where to go, where to follow, and how to organize themselves. Um, this is not... You know, the people who object to the police in Ferguson evidently were not necessarily objecting to being arrested for breaking and entering. You've got an entire city that's been told the police are there to collect taxes from you in order to fit the budgets. The gentleman, the Republican who passed the law to try and tamp this down in Missouri, um, and it was interesting that the, the left objected. They didn't pass any of the laws they thought were necessary. When the state looked at it, it said, here's the abuse, this massive tax collection. Of course, kind of by definition, a policeman can decide to give you a ticket or not for parking or you know, however many taillights you have out. It makes it completely arbitrary. 
and even if somebody wasn't trying to be arbitrary, why would anybody believe that? Since they don't stop everybody. Not every person who parks too long or swerves or something gets picked up. It, by definition, it's going to look arbitrary to the person who gets whacked. And it's going to be arbitrary because you can only be certain places. Which street corners do they decide to police and at what time? Then, in, in this, all in Ferguson, uh, but unfortunately, uh, this same, the ACLU put out a press release about debtors' prisons in uh, New Orleans. They have debtors' prisons here. Why? What I went through. You go to jail if you can't pay these tickets. And of course, every time you're late or you're not there, they can add to the, another $100 to the ticket. The court in Ferguson, where you can pay your tickets or argue about them, holds three or four sessions a month, three or four a month, so one a week. Each session lasts no longer than three hours. Hardworking judges here collecting your money. It's not uncommon for as many as, five, as 500 people to appear before the court in a single session and make a big line out into the street. Okay? They don't even make it easy to pay the king. Okay? If you don't pay the king, you get in big trouble, but they don't make it easy. And in the past, it has actually considered 2,000 offenses during one sitting. And then why are people irritated? You know, why do we have some of these challenges between police and um, the population? You know, there's a country which started as a tax revolt. We might have kind of figured people are sensitive to this stuff, okay? Um, you know, just checking Mithridates, the revolt in uh, now Turkey, um, where they killed every single Roman tax collector on one day. Um, they got irritated about it. Um, people don't like this stuff. They don't like being treated this way. And it creates all sorts of antagonisms. Um, the finance director, again writing to Chief Jackson, recommended an immediate Im implementation of an I-270 traffic enforcement initiative in order to, quote, stop crime. Nope, nope, that's wrong. In order to, quote, begin to fill the revenue pipeline end quote. Uh, the directive, the email, was attached to a computation of the net revenues that would be generated by the initiative, which required paying five officers overtime. So we can put more officers on the street. Oh, good. We're all going to be safer. No. These five officers overtime for highway traffic enforcement for a four-hour shift. The finance director stated that, quote, there is nothing to keep us from running this initiative, one, two, three, four, five, six, or even seven days a week. It's nice that they spelled that out, all seven, each one written down. Um, these are the, they had a debate about whether to move one judge. And they decided no, because, quote, switching judges could, would lead to a loss of revenue. The judge wasn't considered very good at what the judge did, but you didn't want to switch it because it could cost you revenue. These are the challenges that we have, not just in Ferguson, but throughout Missouri, as they found when they passed the state law putting limits on how much can be picked up this way. And that doesn't even get to the issue of civil asset forfeiture. And you've all heard the horror stories of, you know, somebody's got $1,000 in a car, they take the 1000 they take the car, you can sue to get it back, it'll cost you more than the car or the 1000 to get your money back. You don't have to be convicted of anything for civil, civil assets, civil asset forfeiture. You haven't been convicted of being a criminal and therefore that's why you have the nice house. You have just been accused 
uh, and you may never actually be convicted, but you still got to sue to get your money back. And the federal government uh, raised about $4 billion last year through this. This is, again, not in anybody's sense fair, even-handed. I mean, we don't like the sales tax, we don't like the income tax, but you can sort of calculate it and sort of know what you owe, and you sort of have some idea that everybody who buys something at the store is paying 5% sales tax. The level of arbitrariness uh, that we have uh, with this collection leads to all sorts of problems, which makes solving real crimes more difficult because the local population, which views you as a tax collector rather than a protector, is unlikely to see you as the first person to talk to and be helpful with. Um, that said, uh, questions, thoughts, um, arguments, I think that it's very helpful that, e that even this administration um, recognize that the lesson of Ferguson is that we turn policemen into tax collectors, and this made it increasingly difficult for the police and the citizenry to work together, uh, and that this is unjust and arbitrary and capricious. Grover Norquist is president of Americans for Tax Reform. He spoke at the Cato Institute's conference on policing held this month. You can watch the full event at Cato.org.